2: We got a pretty big following for this. We got some Twitter replies, too. Craig, I'm going to put you in charge of bringing that up. It's easier for you okay. than me.
1: That's fine. Put me on the spot. I get it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: always. always.
1: <laughs> All right. So I did find out last week there is a good delay after I hit the record button here for everything okay. to finally pop online. So after I sure. say three, two, one, just count to like ten. Yeah, then... sure. <laughs> okay. Does that work?
4: Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, works for me. Just.
1: I'll count in my head. Okay. Do the Wayne's World thing. Count and then go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ten. Or, nine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Three,
2: two, one. <laughs> What's going on, Blue Jays fan? <laughs> <laughs> it's Jaybird watching on this festive, festive episode. The first, got a shout out stadium scene. Part of the stadium scene network of podcasts. Um yeah, I wanted to make sure I got that out there when it was still top in mind. Uh, got to fill our contractual obligations. Isn't that right, Adam and Craig? How are you guys Damn doing? I'm right. I'm all <laughs> right, man.
1: Right. Got to keep the uh, podcast daddy happy.
2: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They, they, they are bringing us mad money. So, uh, all right. <laughs> try to keep
1: <laughs> <laughs> time zero, right? Because. <laughs> <laughs> all, 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 jokes okay.
2: jokes aside, all jokes aside, gentlemen, it is almost Christmas time. It's crazy to say. I know Hanukkah's been underway for a few days now, um, and, and there's a lot more. festivists is today, that's true. Shout out Seinfeld. Festivus is today, Christmas Eve tomorrow. Um, a lot of people, look, before we get into Blue Jay stuff, it's, it is a tough time for a lot of people. We realize that. Um, here in Ontario, I'm not sure what the situation is for you guys, but uh, I texted you guys this yesterday. In Ontario, we're going into lockdown, second one, a full lockdown. Even though it's not really a full lockdown, because kids are going to be going back to school on January 11th in person. But regardless, they're calling it a full province-wide lockdown, Um, and Sarah and I have made the decision to not spend Christmas uh, with our families in person. We're going to do a few drive-bys and see families and whatnot, so we hope that this episode can bring you guys some cheer during the holiday season. Uh, It's going to be a Christmas of myself and Sarah, but guys, what are your Christmas plans? Uh, I know we talked about it uh, in our little text message uh, pre-game stuff before the show, but uh, Adam, what do you got going on for the holidays?
4: Same, man. Just staying home. Uh... My wife, my daughter, and I here in Rhode Island, it's uh, pretty much the same. You're designated to your own household. The governor's asking for people to stay within their own household and celebrate that. way. The only exception is if you live alone, you are allowed to go to another household, but the total amount of people in the house can't exceed five. So luckily for me, my mom lives alone. She'll be joining us for dinner as that will only equal four people. We all quarantine. She watches the child anyway. We don't go anywhere. We get everything delivered anyway. So, it's nothing like a normal Monday, Wednesday, Friday anyway. So yeah, yeah. that's that's what we'll be doing. So at least we do have some extended quote unquote family. My mom coming in to to celebrate with us. So she's not alone, and neither are we. It's good. Awesome.
2: Uh, that's good news, Craig. What about you and the family? I don't
1: know I'm gonna hang out here with the kids and the dogs and just have everything out. <laughs> that's how it is. There you while. go. My kids are going to come over tomorrow, not on Christmas Day, and just hang out small, nothing crazy. Just watch some TV, make jokes, bring the kids their presents and stuff like that. So, like, it works, you know? We've got to do what we got to do right now so we can get back to actually having baseball.
3: That's true. That's <laughs> yes. very true.
2: That's very true.
1: Maybe that is... Uh, I know, so I can enjoy one of these from the Hey,
2: Well, it's true. I was going to ask you, what are we drinking tonight? Because this is the first time I've cracked open a drink during a podcast for quite a while um this is number one uh for the show it's a black cherry Adam I noticed you got a little uh little glass there what you got mixing on I got
4: the the Toronto skyline right there and this is a a a happy skipper we do um I I do the diet soda I know it's technically not good for you but whatever I just do it anyway diet ginger ale some captain on some ice that's it keep it simple yeah I think
1: it's funny bringing up the fact that, you know, he's drinking the diet soda when we were just talking about the contents of <laughs> Oh, <on episode. laughs> the first, ingredient, first ingredient Sugar. there. first ingredient is sugar, the actual thing, the cereal made out of flour for the most part. Oh, <laughs> wow. the it's true, a but...
4: once-a-week treat for me. That's yeah. it, just once a week. One want
1: an excuse to show off Josh Jackson. <laughs> of course, yes. Oh, yeah, no. that's That's become like a, a
2: weekly tradition of showing that off, especially with how good the bills are. Hey,
1: fans.
3: <laughs> so,
2: yeah. You're saying out of 6,700 fans could be allowed into uh, into the stadium. That's good news for the Bills. It that's, really that's, that's what I hear, man. And look, I
4: I wouldn't have the balls to participate in that personally, but I would like to see people have yeah. the balls to participate in that personally. So uh, I look when it comes to football, and I know this is a Blue Jays podcast, but when it comes to the Bills, I'm sure there's a lot of cross pollination in terms of fan interest. Oh, um, I am looking forward to seeing fans. In Buffalo at Bill Stadium for a playoff game. It's been far too long. Even the past two princes, they they've been on the road. It's been yeah. Jacksonville and, and Houston. So it'd be really nice. I think the first game would be Baltimore or Miami. One of those two. So right now,
1: I think it's Miami.
4: Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: There's still qualifications going on this weekend, my
2: true. Yeah. It's True. Very-
1: yeah, I already know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Anyway. Dude. I'm sticking to my Canadian Buffalo Roots here and drinking yeah, blue. Yeah, that, that is very, very blue. <laughs> very Speaking of beard, daddy – I'm sorry. The thirty pack was only fifteen dollars at Wegmans. It was on sale. No <laughs> so so
3: shame.
2: Tell, try telling a Canadian how much that is, because I know <laughs> the conversion is like twenty bucks to fifteen. But like thirty beers here, you're getting upwards of like forty, fifty bucks. You guys got to stock, you stock for, gotta for the week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that. You the taxes will get me eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm With curious. This, fifteen dollars.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is a Blue Jays podcast, but uh, what we teased last week, our Christmas wish list uh, for what we want to see, both Blue Jays uh, and non Blue Jays stuff. Uh, there was one kind of significant rumor that popped up, and I wouldn't say the Blue Jays are necessarily connected to it, but they could make themselves connected to it. Um, the Cincinnati Reds are apparently interested, uh, or at least dangling, uh, Luis Castillo in Trade Talks, young control stud starting pitcher um it's still kind of mind-boggling to me that the reds are even willing to trade him considering where they are they made the playoffs last year i know they're going to lose trevor bauer but maybe they're thinking sell castillo now and try to get some more assets anyways castillo is apparently on um and apparently eugenio suarez is as well there's a few different massive contracts the reds surely would be looking to sell um and it wouldn't surprise me if the blue jays are dabbling in yesterday on us uh, with Mike Zigomanis and Scott MacArthur was saying he wouldn't be surprised if the Blue Jays have called Cincinnati to discuss this possibility. Uh, Craig, I want to start with you on this one. Uh, do you think the Blue Jays could be interested in this, maybe as a fallback? Maybe you think this could be option number one? Because it seems like there's a starting pitcher that fits the same kind of mold that we were talking earlier this offseason about, Herman Marquez, young, controllable, under contract. And maybe the ability to lower the prospect capital sent back by taking on a contract of Suarez or Mostakas. What are your thoughts?
1: Me? This is, I'm throwing everything in this basket just because of the uncontrollable thing. And the, the sad thing is, I don't think it will be tuning up the idea of what's going on, I think, with the, the Reds. I think they're in that same limbo of when the Rockies were good a few years ago. And do you push the money in on uh, everything right now, or do you. Uh, Because you're close and you don't know if you're really going to get there, do you take a step back and be prolonging over an extended amount of time? If they're on that tipping point, if they don't think Bauer is coming back, starting to maybe explore these options and to see what they could get for Luis Castillo and Suarez and company. I don't see Joey Votto being gone anywhere. Nobody's going to want to take on that ungodly amount of money, regardless of how good he is. But they could get eight for Castillo and probably going to be a good you know, a major leaguer and at least three prospects, tier prospects, just because of the amount of controllable. This is a guy that was an all-star in 2019. In all, it, in all real opinions, he was lights out during that all-star game. It didn't look like him, he was screwing around, especially him. So, and to see him do what he did this past season with the Reds, even I know it was only three and seven. He's way better than that record shows. Totally. So, this would be a game sheet rotation. And really, for prospect capital, and probably – a, a major leaguer. I don't know if it ends up being somebody like Lourdes, though, if I can throw more prospects. I think that's where the Reds would be pushing if they are all of a sudden going for the idea here of trading Castillo in the first place. It's gonna be for that quick rebuild and they decide to push that button. Adam, what about you?
4: Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind obviously and I say this, you know, obviously in jest but I wouldn't mind getting them. Um it would obviously fill feel... A uh, a massive hole that the Blue Jays uh, need to 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 address, but um, I guess it depends on what this front office is uh, prioritized. Now, for me, when you compare Castillo to Lindor, I know the allure of having Francisco Lindor is a sexier than Castillo, just because the name clout is a little bit on the minds, a little bit more, it permeates more about the fan base than Luis Castillo, and that's no disrespect to him. Um, it's just, I I just think Lindor is a bigger name. So I, I feel like you'll sell more jerseys and it's a better business decision, even if he's just a rental, but at the same time, I don't know that you need a Lindor to succeed more than you do. I think adding a, a player like Luis Castillo, you can see the success uh, last a little bit longer in the Blue Jays organization, and you're not sort of manipulating the infield to make it worse you would with Lindor, right? You're just slotting Castillo in. So for me, that makes it makes a lot of sense if it if the cost is, um, uh, Lordis. Sure. I mean, again, that creates a hole in the outfield, but I just, I'm not so much worried about filling those holes. I would be starting pitching. I think starting pitching is something that's a little bit more difficult to address. And as you said, he still has uh, three, two, three years arbitration left and he's a free, uh, a free agent in 2024. So you have him for a while and he, he, this is probably the prime of his career. Um, I take advantage. I, I, if, it, if the cost is Lourdes and I don't know, a couple times i would assume woods richardson would probably have to be involved uh i'm doing it screw it let's go
2: yeah no me too and just to rattle off some numbers quickly guys i know you guys probably looked at this but last year in 70 innings he struck at 89 and the year before in 190 and two thirds he struck at 226 the guy's a strikeout machine and he's only getting better he's 28 and you're right, Adam, he's a free agent in 2024, ARB eligible in 2022. So you still have him for super cheap. Like he's making the league minimum, I'm assuming, at this point, unless you want to buy some of those years out and pay him. So here's my next question to you guys. Obviously, Castillo, I think we're all all 100% on uh, getting. Uh, the prospect capital, as I mentioned earlier, to tee this whole conversation up, probably would be a lot for Castillo on his own. But people are starting to be like, well, Maybe if Cincinnati wants to get rid of some of the bigger contracts they have, because I wouldn't call Cincinnati a big market team. They're probably mid to small market. So they probably were one of the teams that were hurt a little bit more with the pandemic and not having fans. So, Adam, out of Eugenio Suarez and Mike Mustache, both could play third base. Uh, Suarez in 2019 almost had 50 home runs, he had 49. Uh, and he's among the league leaders in home runs for the last like two or three years. Of the two, Mustakis, we know about him from his Kansas City days. Blue Jays fans may not be as familiar with Suarez because he's been playing in the National League. But other two, who would you rather see the Blue Jays pick up?
4: I'd stick with Suarez just because of the youth. Um, although Mustakis, you know, he's, he's solid when he has to be. He's not great, but he's not a bad player to have. He, he's, I, I don't know, to me that just sort of screams... Travis Shaw all over again, dare I say? But it's it, maybe there's a little bit more upside with Mike Mustakis. Um, so Suarez, to me, I feel like the ceiling is a little bit higher. Um, the U side. If that's the case, then I, I I'd like to take that on. If it's mandatory, again, I don't really want to mess with the infield. I kind of would just like this want for Castillo alone, and we'll we'll pay the bank in terms of prospect capital for him. Um, but if I have to choose one of the two, I'm going with Suarez. Craig?
1: I wonder how much in the I, I agree with Adam on the Suarez thing. Michael Stock is just Scream's role player guy to me, regardless of what he can do as a peak. It to me it's like getting just because I'm busy, Reed Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if they're dangling those guys and they're talking the name clout that we are here, they just signed Nick Castellanos to a giant contract. Are they already looking to offload that? It's it's not out of the question. And that would fill more holes in a lot of things than we were talking about. At least that brings up we have a true everyday outfielder. I don't like that moves possibly Teoscar out of right because honestly, Mm -hmm. guys, I know you guys saw it. He actually looked like he solidified himself as a comfort spot in in right field. I don't know if I want to mess with that. And I don't know if Castellanos would translate over to left field for that. But if he's traded, tough (laughs) luck. So I think Suarez, uh, Suarez is definitely... Somebody, if you were going to be able to toss somebody in on this, it's very intriguing. But like Adam was saying, I feel like we got enough moving pieces around our infield already. Do you really want to throw another rich, talented player into that? You know, more or less a Russian roulette of hitters right now.
3: <laughs>
1: so, but I, like I said, I think at, at minimum, I don't even care what it takes. If you have a chance to get Luis Castillo, you have to pull the
2: trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, I know we had the whole trade show talking about uh, Herman Marquez and Nolan Arenado trade packages. This one intrigues me far further, uh, just because Suarez. If it's Suarez instead of Arenado, is AAV on his contract when they signed him in Cincinnati is only it's a shade below ten million dollars. Uh, whereas Nolan Arenado, you're paying upwards of 25, 30 million a year until like 2030 or whatever it is. Suarez is a free agent after 2025. I know they have a club option there, so maybe 2024 um, at the time. Now, because of that, the, the the asking price would probably, I would assume, be a little higher because Arenado's contract is so much bigger. Mestakis, I agree with you guys, especially Adam. I think it was you who brought it up first, uh, and then Craig, you echoed it. Uh, yeah, I, I, Mestakis at this point in his career. Who I'm just pulling up now. I believe he's 32. Um, mm. Just turned 32. He does scream a, a little bit better. Travis Shaw. I know Mustakas didn't have the best season in the in the 44 games that he played. He did have a pretty fantastic 2019. But at the same time, Mustakas has been very up and down. And for a guy who hasn't posted a WAR above three any of the last like three. Of, actually, you have to go back to the year they won the World Series for him to post his only uh three uh war se- uh season. So I feel taking almost a contract I'll be doing Cincinnati a favor. And I feel it's something that we'd regret. But based on let's just assume and we move forward with it being Castillo and with it being Suarez. Adam, I know we talked Lourdes and you mentioned SWR uh, as guys. What else are you throwing to Cincinnati? Because you know it's gonna have to take a boatload to get these two guys. Yeah.
4: Um I I'm afraid, especially with Castiano, I'm I, um, sorry, Castillo. I, I'm I'm worried that it's gonna, they're gonna ask for someone like Pearson, and if that's, I, I can't see if the Reds really want to jumpstart a rebuild and get the best that they can for Castillo. I I can't see them wanting to start than Pearson, and if that's the case, if I'm the Blue Jays, I'm walking away. Um, so, realistically, I feel like it's going to take one of their top-tier pitching prospects. Um, maybe you can sell them on SWR. I don't think that's going to be enough. But if it is, you're going to have to include a lot more. Kirk's going to have to be in that. I think so. To, um, I
2: it's tough.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I think that it would be a high asking price. So, yeah, too. Um, I think that's where it would start. It, it, if you just think about the top three right there, you think Lourdes, maybe a Pearson or an SWR. We'll just stick with the SWR, assuming the Blue Jays are saying no way. Yeah, I'd do it. I think I would do it. I think I would
1: yeah. do. I would wonder if it, it's going to be one of the Blue Jays' top catchers. It's going to be either Jansen or Kirk because yep, they are basically already – The equivalent of Danny Jensen's major league Tucker Bernhardt is right. Current catcher. I was like, I know he's got talent, but he hasn't materialized at the major league level. But he's definitely a defensive first catcher. So in the National League, getting somebody that possibly could have some and field this, you know, catching position, I I would think they're going to be screaming to get Alejandro Kirk in this trade. As much Mm -hmm. as I don't see it happen, and. It will be definitely Simley, Simeon Woods Retchinson. I really don't see it anything other than that. I would feel like Adam is right that they're going to be Bernate Pearson, but the Blue Jays yeah. are hopefully smarter than doing that. And then they're probably going to have to give up somebody else in that top ten tier of prospects to be able to get turn this around. I'll give you, a, you know, the same equal shot at who that other third person is. <laughs> and it's not like they're going to take the contract for Randall Kritchik. No. no, to be able to serve no, them, no, I, field, no. something like that. It's going to be – this symbolizes that they want a quick turnaround. So there, it's going to be the collective group of our – probably our top tier as far as um, major league closeness to um, our minor league system. And honestly, it wouldn't shock me if it's some of the guys like TJ Zoich or some of those guys that really could help round out a pitching staff would be even a throw-in, too, or a sweetener. It really wouldn't yeah. shock me.
2: I, I, I'm kind of thinking along the same lines as you there, where you give them some guys you can plug and play into their rotation at the back end of it, like a Zoic. Maybe an Anthony K is an option, um, whoever it is. Uh, and I don't want to trade you, Bobby. Trust me. we've But, um, yeah, I, I really do. It, it, I would not be surprised that this asking price would be, at minimum, five players from the Blue Jays organization going back to Cincinnati. And even depending on who that is, I think I'd still be fine with that because you got them under control until at least 2024, the both of them. Uh, And that's when you're assuming the Blue Jays are going to start pushing the chips in for uh, being a World Series contender. The final thing I'll ask about this one is because when this rumor first came up, I should be do things. We'll see how this one goes. When this rumor first came up, people were trying to start putting together hypothetical trade packages like Blue Jays Twitter always does or any fan Twitter. And and our our show's done quite a few times this offseason. People suggesting that they be okay in this deal, include Austin. Craig, where do you fall on that?
1: (laughs) You know how we always have our little piece at the end here about we all bring up whatever that last minute thing is? I want to talk about Austin Martin because there was actually a really good article yesterday or this morning about how he's just his competitive juices are just like, I have to play. Yeah. He's going to run with everything, right? There's something about this kid that I just, I really think he could be one of the next big things in Toronto. Yeah. And I am holding on to that all day, every day. <laughs> if I can do that. So, there's something about the guy, i already seen the, competi- the uh, talent a little bit from the videos we've seen in the Blue Jays uh, inter-squad games and stuff like that from the, uh, the minor and I want this kid to Vanderbilt. And if he's that truly competitive and he's just itching to get on the field and he can't wait, there is something there. As long as he doesn't play like Brett Laurie and have his hair on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that would be death. <laughs> uh, I'm not,
4: yeah, I'm not moving him. Yeah. You don't get someone that talented falling to you. What is it, fifth pick, right? Yeah, in yeah. the draft. You don't get someone kind of that cool. talented. Yeah, and look, and I understand the knee-jerk. I understand the uh, why fans are eager, or not eager, but would consider including them. It's because there is no tape, right? You look at all the prospects that we have and that have developed in the system. You could find some sort of footage of, you know, Lourdes when he was playing in New Gladys, or, or, um, or Sean Foley even, when he played in New Hampshire, yeah. or whatever. Um, you could find footage of them and say, Oh, this this kid's gonna be lights out. He's just he's blossoming. Right now there's really not a lot of footage in the Blue Jays minor league system. So it's easy to say, well, you know, it's, he's still raw, which is true, and you know, we don't know what he's going to be, so you might as well sell high. I get, you know, that sort of reactionary response to it, but for me it's just I don't know. This is perhaps it could be, you know, and, and maybe this is out of my reach here, but to me, there's something eerily similar to him and how he performs and how he carries himself compared to Bo. Yeah, I agree. They're it's very similar. And it's not just the hair, right? It's the way they carry themselves. The way the, the. It's eerily the, really similar. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. The, <laughs> the fierce, the ferocity in which they play and in and their goodness. I, I really like. They're just ball players. And for me, to having that sort of potential in your system, yeah, you know, Casillo is. I mean, or or anybody really is, is really intriguing, but I just love that upside and I, am I'm not sure I'm willing to get rid of that this early.
1: Yeah. I I think Martin's going to literally do a Shet trajectory through the minor league system. soon as my league baseball is correct back in normal, I literally think he's going to just blitz right through it. And if it came down to me having to trade one of our top five guys, he's just as untouchable to me as Nate Pearson is. Yeah, even with a little bit of footage and everything, there is something special about this kid, and and the fact that we could actually have a n- another stellar homegrown outfield. So I really think that's where he's going to end at the end of the day. But I uh, I would trade Groshans right now without even thinking about oh, it over him.
3: Absolutely, I really
1: would. Yeah, <laughs> And I love Jordan Groshans just for the record. <laughs> no, I but think.
4: It, so so would you take Ara on- as if it meant. Uh, Jordan Groshant, because, yep. you know, if you're trading Groshans away to Cincinnati, their third base position is pretty clogged up as it is. And again, we, we talked about what would it mean to acquire someone like Francisco Lindor. You'd have to do some infield manipulation. Conceivably, you'd have to do the same thing with Suarez. But if you're including a Groshans in there, you might be able to get a deal done quicker, including those two. So and if that's the case, yeah, I, I'd be willing to do that just to give Cincinnati the incentive to get rid of the contract and to not yep. be able to eat that.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. That that would be that would be the trade off, I think, for that. Yeah, that's what evens it out, people. Oh, yeah, hundred percent.
2: Now, final question I'll ask about this before we move on to the to the media show is: um, when uh, John Murphy was on the Sportsnet show yesterday morning, he referenced the Mark Shapiro quote. Shapiro was on, um, I think it was High Heat or or some show on LB Network. I think it was Monday, Um, and he said when talking about the off season is that there are players that are available on the market that you wouldn't necessarily think would be, uh, or people aren't hearing. Do we think he's kind of tipping his cap there that, like, Castillo, just the other day, is rumored to be available in trade talks, and Shapiro goes on this show on LB Network and says that, like, are we crazy for thinking that it's kind of hand-in-hand, that maybe that is the guy that that Shapiro was talking about? And this could be a reason why other moves haven't been made yet. Maybe not. But it just is another avenue that they could be exploring. So if power brings that up, Adam, like I, to me, when I heard that quote, Morosi brought it up. I'm like, I bet that they've done their due diligence and have at least engaged them on what it would take and start.
4: Oh yeah, no, there's there's no doubt that they've made a phone call. But that's look, they probably have phone calls about almost everybody, right? And and even people that aren't publicly available, quote unquote. They probably it would not shock me, right? It, it just it wouldn't shock me if they called L.A. and said, hey, what was it, What would it take to get Mike Trout? Like, it would not surprise <laughs> me if, the, if that at least has been floated out there, even if it's just, you know, for shits and giggles. But to, I, to me, Shapiro isn't someone that really necessarily tips his cap, right? I think they are being aggressive and you have enough people, to know, that are offering the same consensus about that. But. When it comes to individual players, I just can't be sure, which is, again, calling back to, I think, last week's discussion when we talk about these available free agents or these available trade chips. It's not sure that the Blue Jays are as all in as being reported. Um, I'd like to think they are, but something tells me, you know, maybe it's just the Blue Jays PTSD in me that when you hear all this chatter about the Blue Jays really interested, it just doesn't really come into fruition. It's very rare. Um, so, would it surprise me if they've made phone calls to Cincinnati? Not at all. I bet you they have. I bet you they've done it months ago. As soon as the the season yeah. ended, the World Series ended, they probably got on the phone and started making business calls. Um, no, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And I think the depths in which they're finding out who's available are way beyond our comprehension. Totally,
2: well, Craig. Any final thoughts on that?
1: I'm just intrigued on who else it could be. I really can't say any other words on it. It's yeah. if if. If Luis Castillo is indeed inv- available, what is what isn't av- unavailable for, <laughs> at this point <laughs> for this off season? I, I really think a lot of this is the financial nonsense that we're going through. But with the Blue Jays being this team that literally had like zero payroll at all outside of Ryu and Loris Gurriel Jr. and Gritchick, mm-hmm. why not just throw money at it right now? That's really where it comes down to. I think that's why we're hearing as much noise because it actually makes logical sense. The other catch on this whole thing is I do not still see the Blue Jays just throwing tons of money at it. They're going to be these smart moves. Like the Luis Castillo thing actually has some good traction to it because it makes sense all around. You're giving up prospect capital for a guy that is literally slotting right into your window without even a question of it. So. I think that logically in trades, that's where they're more shooting for. It's another thing to go out and grab George Springer and just throw a brick of money at it.
3: Mm. It's another
1: to be able to make these smart moves like this and use the prospect capital that they have been literally hoarding to the point where it's going to be an episode of orders in the near future. If they do something with <laughs> <for them. laughs> it. And it just makes sense. And as far as who could not be unavailable, remember Troy Tulowinski wasn't available in 2015 either. Yeah. And he got. <laughs> just saying. So who's what's, what's going to happen. But I really think that as soon as one domino falls in the major leagues here, period, whether it is the first big trade of the offseason where, like, Snell or somebody gets dealt, or George Springer finally gets a home, yeah, it's just going to be a free agent freaking Armageddon all of a sudden. It's just going to be freaking nuts. And I really think it's going to all of a sudden come in really, really quick once it finally starts trending here. So it's just we're a couple – little pieces away from getting that snowball rolling
2: yeah yeah no 100 percent. if you really feel at like this point that bauer is the the dam uh blocking the water from just totally gushing out and starting pitching market and same with springer in the offensive market uh for position players but look we might be touching on some of these guys on our next topic this is the final topic of the show i know it's only two main ones but this one we could spend a lot of time on uh for listeners of the show who've been listening since day one Um, you've known that this is the third year in a row now, I believe, 2018, 2019, and now the dreaded 2020, that we will be doing our Christmas wish list for the Blue Jays, what we want to see on Christmas morning when things are unwrapped. And look, like I I say this being like, what you could wish for under the tree could be something that happens in June. It could be something that happens in September or October. Because of your Christmas presents are tickets to events that you can go to uh, or whatever, like whenever whatever it is you can use it at all times so we know the drill um anywhere from three to five things that you've thought of that you want as a christmas gift from the blue jays um i I threw into our our chat that you can throw in non-sports related stuff and i think the to, to preface this everybody wants the same thing this year everybody wants the vaccine rollout to be quicker because that's just going to get us back to being able to see family, kind of events, being able to go see the Blue Jays live in person, being able to cross the border so the three of us can go hang out again. Um, that's at the top of everybody's Christmas wish list, so that's something we're going to try to st- steer away from in this discussion. But Adam, let's kick things off with you. What is the first thing? And maybe this isn't your top gift that you want to see. You can you can choose what you want to lead off with, whether your top, your middle, your your least wanted gift. Uh, what are you wanting under the Christmas tree from the Blue Jays or just something in the world? We'll, say,
4: we'll start with the Blue Jays. Um, desperately, <laughs> I say that obviously tongue-in-cheek, but I, I <laughs> really, really loved what I s- saw from this team in 2020 and sort of that revitalization of 2015 and 16 to a lesser degree because there were no fans in, yeah. in the crowd. Um, but this team needs to go on another playoff run. Yeah. And again, even if it's just another first round knockout, I don't care. I mean, like, obviously I want them to excel further than that. But, you know, the standard has been set, right? And yes, they were an a seed coming in and they were facing a World Series contender. And uh, there's no easy feat. But right now, the, this front office has set a precedent. And even though it's a 60 game season, fans are now expecting yeah. This team to make the playoffs, um, and if you know, seeing as how young they are, it should be the start of a consistent playoff contender. So, at the very least, I need to see them in the playoffs uh, come October. Has to happen.
2: Craig, any thoughts on that?
1: How can we not go to October? They have yeah. to. There's no other thing in it. They've literally teased us to the point of blue balls at this point. um but the biggest thing i think at that point is where we're going to get into some of these other gifts what's the next piece that's going to tip them over the edge here because they are definitely fill some holes in the improper places to be considered playoff team right now on paper because there has been no inclination that there's going to be anything extended playoff wise so what are we even competing at? Right now, you have to be a 500 team, yep. minimum. If you take any type, any type kind of a step back on here, the Blue Jays fans are going to crucify the management, and it's going to, it's going to be a horrible end to this. What has been a great build-up to this point with building the firearm system and now starting to see the fruits of that labor really panning out at the major league level, they can't afford to take a step back. They have to keep it.
2: Yeah, 100%. I, I'm with you, Adam. I like your gift. I like what you want to have unwrapped look, you, you don't start pushing in the chips and adding guys at a 60-game trade deadline, adding Taiwan Walker, adding VR, adding Ross Stripling, uh, all these names that they acquired at the trade deadline, Robbie Ray, uh, to not uh, to not continue that moving forward. You set that president. You did make the playoffs. You did get swept, but at the same time, all of September, every show you can go back and listen to it on this podcast, how excited we were just mm-hmm. to finally be able to talk about a team that, hey, we're going to make the playoffs. This is fun. It's Bother talking about the Blue Jays for a change. So they set the president. They set it for me as far back as last year. This is the one year anniversary. I guess technically yesterday was, but I was asleep when it happened. So I'm accounting today as the one year anniversary of Ryu's signing uh, last year. And that's when they started to push their chips in. Ryu, there was a, a like the clearest need for an ace at the top of the rotation, and they filled that Christmas present uh, back then. I'm pretty sure it was on Craig and I's Christmas wish list to get a Ryu or something similar, so maybe something will happen. But yeah, they started to push their chips in. Uh, it's time to keep on going, and I agree. I think playoffs needs to happen again in 2021, especially because there's labor uncertainty after this season, too. It could be a while. Baseball is fully back from the pandemic and, and labor uncertainty. So I like your gift, Adam. I think it's one that's shared by all of us Blue Jays fans. Uh, Craig, you got a you got a big one to uh, to beat there. Not that we're comparing gifts or anything under the tree, but uh, what is your gift that you want to I see? I think I'm gonna
1: go more for the uh, Schneebanigan level here, like usual. Yeah, beer. yeah, do what you want. cheaper beer and cup holders in the <laughs> goddamn ballpark. <bomb market>. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm coming back, I want to make sure that I'm able to enjoy it fully. <laughs> Just saying. I, Paying what? So I think the last time when you and I were at the last actual baseball game <laughs>
3: that anybody
1: was allowed to attend, to, you and I were hanging out on the flight deck. And I remember coming back home and seeing my credit card statement go, damn. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's all true. I remember. Because, you know, we were chained back and forth on who was buying and everything, and it ended up being a great time, especially with all the fans that show, of the show that showed up on the flight deck, and it was a great time. I don't remember, but I just remember, like I said, I was easy a hundred bucks without even thinking about it. <laughs> and wow. so, and then having nowhere to actually put my beer wasn't yeah. really helping me with anything. <laughs> so holding on to it all the
3: time.
2: Sorry. Sorry. I hit
1: you with my beer. I'm not I'm not quite in I haven't developed the whole beer shelf yet or anything. So I'm just kinda but <laughs> <laughs> so. that's a good one. Fallpark amenities, those little things I think we can improve on.
2: Yeah, and craft beer is something that people have wanted in the Rogers Centre for a long time. Not just Budweiser, Bud Light, all that typical stuff that you can get, all the domestic shit that you can get in the United States or Canada.
1: Well, uh, oh, Canada's so good at brewing beer, and then you have Budweiser at the ballpark. Yeah, that yeah. That? Yeah.
2: <laughs> you have, you have uh, oh, why am I playing? A Steam Whistle right across the street. Why have you not done something with Steam Whistle? They can walk kegs over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in the one of the times i came up actually the foo Fighters were there right the foo Fighters did a promo over at fucking steam whistle with blue jay bobbleheads with them yeah and i'm like how did they do that and beat the blue jays to the freaking punch and not <laughs> so it's just freaking weird
2: adam the last time the rogers center what was the beer selection like do you want to see that expanded or what are some more amenities you'd like to see in the ballpark
4: oh man the last time i was there was in 2015 and i gotta tell you i, I I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Um, it was my bachelor party, so I wasn't buying the beers. They were just being handed <laughs> to me two at a time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what I was drinking. So, <laughs> I uh, you in terms of the, remember yeah, what
1: you were drinking. That's just, true. That's you true. know,
4: I, I do understand the need for better beer selections and more craft beer selections. I, I appreciate that. But if you're going to the game to get slosh, trust me, after the third or fourth one, it doesn't matter. Especially just after all the stuff
1: around town town anyway beforehand. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. Um in terms of the stadium or self or amenities, um, I personally have never been on the flight deck. That's something that I want to experience, so that that'd be Lights. cool. Um I, I don't know. I, I think it's fine. I, I know we're gonna do rumors of a new stadium being built or a reconstruction of, of the dome. But for me, and seeing as though I don't go there that often, it's once in a blue moon. When I do, it's special for me. So I like to absorb what's there. So I can I understand why no cup holders and whatnot would be annoying, and it definitely should. I mean, minor league parks have cup holders now.
1: Um, (laughs) But for me, Silver Stadium, which was the literal bleacher bleacher creature like kind of like thing.
4: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And in Pawtucket, they had them, and that stadium was. So, um, for me, it's. It's not for me to say. I think Torontonians and even you, Greg, have a better understanding of what needs to be upgraded. For me, I just I love being there, so I accept all the bad.
2: Hey, that's a good answer, man. That's how I feel going to NFL games. It's not, not something I can do every time, uh, or or every weekend if I wanted to. But a Blue Jay game is something I can go to every night of the week if I wanted to, because they're right down the street from me. So I totally get that. That That's a very fair point. And I think a lot of people do think that way, too. People who come out from Vancouver, Calgary, Saskatchewan, uh, make long trips out. They it, It's special to them. And be like, this is the only time, maybe in five years, three years, whatever, to see the Blue Jays. I'm going to enjoy it. But your point is also very well taken, uh, that as yeah. soon as you have two or three beers down, the cost just is like, oh, fuck. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't just say.
3: got to know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I'm Great. about to put another one after I
2: open <laughs> up the next question or next topic of Christmas gifts. Craig, good good wish. I agree. I expand on that by saying craft beer. Uh, that's longer at the Rogers Center. I know they have Goose Island, but that's not craft anymore. Um, so, well, I, I agree. It, yeah, uh, okay. probably. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but, yeah, no, both good Christmas gifts, guys. Um, my next, I will stick on Blue Jays-related stuff. Um, we did this out earlier, Craig, when you put the preamble to the show out. I want to be able to go buy a George Springer jersey. Uh, his name on the back and everything, and that obviously means George Springer would be a Blue Jay.
1: Um, oh, come on. I was going to beat you to the punch and just say I was going to write box you one. It's coming out in science way. Thanks, buddy. put whatever you want on it. But yeah, it just has I, a bunch of question marks for the number. Don't worry about yeah, it. Oh, <laughs> perfect, perfect.
2: So I'll just rip it off as soon as I have a guy <laughs> I want to put on Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'll exactly. tape it up and it'll be like some other person's name in like a week right <laughs> no, or, like,
2: I've seen this at Bill's games quite a few times when, especially the carousel quarterbacks when somebody puts duct tape on the back and then they write the last name and like put duct tape over the numbers and what not that's probably one of my top gifts if not my top one is George Springer um, I haven't wavered in my stance on Springer since the beginning of the offseason season. I personally feel the outfield cupboard is super bare uh, beyond what we have on the Major League roster right now. Um, So I just think it makes sense. He's he's a perfect bat to bat in the top three of this order uh, or cleanup wherever you put him. He can get on base. Um, I know he's getting up there and up there as 30, 31. Isn't that up there? But at the same time, by baseball standards, it's starting to get up there. But you could assume you got two to three, maybe even four very productive seasons from Springer. So I want to pay for that. I want to be able to see him in center field or right field or left field uh, every single day of the week, Um, and that to me truly signifies. I know Ryu did, and I said that just a few minutes ago. Ryu was the one who started it, but Springer just fully solidifies it. It's like you beat the Mets to sign a guy when you don't even have a for sure home in 2021. This is what this probably the 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 dilemma with Springer right now. He's like, go to New York. The Blue Jays are offering me some more money, but I'm not going to Toronto. I might be. I might be going to Buffalo. I might be going to Dunedin. So anyhow, I want them to pony up. I want them to get them. It's been tunnel vision for the last few weeks, even probably the last few months. Springer? And-
1: <laughs> Why? Well, I- Just because I'm scrolling through your Twitter account right now and it says Springer, Springer, Springer. Every- it looks like some creepy horror movie, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I get fixated on all these things. That's what I want, uh, Adam. Any, any, any follow up on, on, that, on that
3: gift?
4: No, you know I'm with you, dude. You know I, I would love to have Springer on this team. Um, I, I think that when you have that at outfield position filled and you have that sort of depth in your system uh, without having to give up any player personnel you're just giving up at that point just money um I think it's a must for the Blue Jays at this point right we're we're talking about trade ships and what we're gonna have to give up and how we're gonna have to fill those voids in comparison to just signing someone it sounds easy enough but again you're right you have to convince that player to want to come it's a 50-50 marriage at that point um I'm for it man Sign me up. And if it, it, I think last week we settled on seven to eight years. He's 31. You were talking about an eight year contract. It's, it's a lot for me, it, assuming the Blue Jays have to go a little high on the, on the term. It's a lot for me having a player until 39, 40. Um, but if you're playing for, if you're paying rather for three, four years of elite production, that's the cost of doing business, man. And that's a future Adam problem. It's a future Blue Jays problem. I don't care. <laughs> that's someone else's problem.
1: Oh, sounds like the Troy trade. That's future guy, guys. Bro. Yeah, I don't yeah. care about that. Dan, that past Craig is a dick.
2: <laughs> follow,
1: follow that up, Craig.
2: Follow that up. What are your thoughts? Do you want that as your Christmas gift?
1: I will have no issues with that as my Christmas gift. Unfortunately, as much as, like I said, I have the one gripe on the content of what happened in the past with George Springer and the team that we will not mention its name. <laughs> <laughs> the um, – mm-hmm. He just checks too many boxes for the Blue Jays and makes too much sense. There's just he plays stellar defense, he plays center field, we need a center fielder, we need somebody that can hit in the middle of the order. It there's just many things. And like when you can literally just solve this by solving it with money and we have money, it shouldn't be a problem. It is literally just they had to convince him to, like you said, play in Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Although if the Bills win a ring, maybe he'll wanna play in the Play there a little bit. <laughs> but in all reality, I do think the Blue Jays are actually going to get a chance to play some games in Toronto this year, regardless of what starts the season would be where I think the limbo is.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be since it's uh, the first half of the season before the All-Star break is on the road uh, and then reevaluate where the vaccine is at and how many people have been vaccinated. And maybe you play in Toronto the second half after the All-Star break. Another topic. There's of the a discussion. realistic chance. <laughs> it's very realistic that that could be a thing. fans in the stands by that point, too. But, uh, Adam, oh, it's your second gift. Uh, can what I get
1: you... for one second just oh, to yeah give sure, it, yeah, a yeah. A sure, Few sure. people that interrupted that that George Springer was their gift along with what you were saying is our, our uh, good buddy X24 rocks uh, same thing and about five other people that was their Christmas wish list from our Twitter accounts question today. So oh, Springer, give me Springer. Nope. I want Springer. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> That's
2: a collective Blue Jays fan base speaking right there.
1: <laughs> like I said, I'll figure. I'll get you that jersey with the, the random print on it. Just for you to love it.
2: <laughs> Adam, what is your second gift? You get to open another one. What is it?
4: Well, you know, since we're on the topic of, of tweets, um, Blue Jays, I know you listen. I know, I know, <laughs> I know you listen. Shapiro, Atkins, Rogers, I know you're listening.
1: We're really the brain trust, we get it. <laughs> yeah. I live in the
4: United States, okay? The, 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 the common theme amongst Canadians, and this is no disrespect at all, common theme amongst Canadians has been for a very long time, we are diehard fans. We have a strong fan base. We are a top market in sports. You are. Please acknowledge that we exist because in a in large part, the United States is swept has swept Canada on or Toronto in particular as a sports franchise. You see it with the Raptors. You see it with the blue jays and i I don't really watch hockey, so maybe you see it with Lisa I don't know. but that being said, I don't. Appreciate the fact that me, as a Blue Jays fan, a diehard one at that. Hell, I'm doing a podcast with you guys on the Blue Jays, but I can't participate in your (laughs) contests. That doesn't make any sense. Why can't I, why can't your contest, your rules, spread throughout the entire North America? The, the, The continent should be part of your contest. I shouldn't be excluded because I live in the United States. That's an ass-backwards reasoning, <laughs> right? We're excluding you from conversations. Fine, we're going to exclude you from contests. No. Be the bigger <laughs> man. Be the bigger man. Let me participate in your co- in your contest because, look, I would like to have an autographed, hey, Oscar Hernandez, something. I would <laughs> like to be able to win that, but I can't because I live in Rhode Island. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> My Christmas gift is Allow me to participate in the <laughs> fucking contest. That's
1: like, Even if he's going to win anything. He just chance. wants to I be care. a I just participate. <laughs> I want to And just to throw that out there, we actually do full-on legit actually have the metrics of show. Right now, we have more American listeners on this show than we do yeah. Canadian listeners. We have 47% of our fan base is actually here in the States, and 42% of it is actually canadians yeah. and then the rest is literally a hot podge of our best friends in Never. europe and whatnot and yeah. like for some reason like three afghan people or whatever i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so, but adam there is one cheat that i want to share with you because it oh, worked boy. for me once
3: oh,
1: boy. <laughs> this little guy this is casey jansen i won it in spring training spring training you can win whatever the hell you want okay <laughs> i don't know i i can't believe honestly when i won this ball that i couldn't i couldn't even recognize that they said my name over the pa at the ballpark because <laughs> me and my dad were belligerent I mean, we were walking back and forth to the hotel <laughs> so nice. I was like okay um all of a sudden i filled out something when i walked in the ballpark or some random dental thing or whatever and i never heard it from them but i won the ball <laughs> And, of course, my dad in his drunk mind goes, hey, why don't you give that to the nice kid behind you? And I'm like, I've never won anything. I'm like, goddamn life is my baseball. I, feel <laughs> it. I, feel I did it. catch a foul ball in hindsight, though, after that, and I handed it to the kid. <laughs>
4: Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me add to this, though. It, not just the north america allow the uk to participate because you got the blue day friend from the uk you got steve that's true. Good friend of the show let him participate too because i'm sure he would love to okay oh, so <laughs> canada
2: oh, united I'm... states
4: and wherever steve lives in the uk that's it,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: open it up that. he's like their handed promoter over there yeah, yeah. he runs the, the uk fan club over there for the blue What's jays so it's great shut so, out to open
2: steve. it up Shout out yeah. to Steve. There's a shout out over there. They <laughs> stay it up until like 2 a.m. to watch games. Stop so saying? It's, that's it's, a
1: whole new level right there, man.
2: And, you know, that's <laughs> not like just just the baseball. There are a ton of football fans, National, League, or National Football League fans in the U.K. I'm sure they want to participate in contests with their own respective teams that they've landed on in the U.K. So this is, a, Adam, it's a very good gift. I agree with you. I don't know why that's a thing. I'm pretty sure the first time, you know, you know at bat, uh, uh, the Beat the Streak, um hmm. the first few years of that you could not win if you were outside of the united states and so i figured you know what i'm gonna play anyways and if i win i'll sort that problem out at the time. <laughs> 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 yes. I know I clicked agree To all terms and conditions On the little box Even though nobody reads it But I, I want more money I won Yeah but I can't even participate Because I can't even put my ad Because they want a province I'm like I don't have that <laughs> put, put mine you We're guys just going to start it.
1: Shipping it all to his now <laughs> yeah, That's it
2: that's what you find for contests That you want to do We're going to me here, we're gonna
1: have to give Brendan a finder speed cut So if you get a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Bobblehead doll You're going to have to cut Like the corner eye Out with the Brendan
2: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, we've, we've, sol- we've solved the gift, kind of, but I agree. Open it up. Open it up. Uh, Blue Jays contest to non-Canadians. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, Craig, Chris, Christmas gift number two under the tree. What are you unwrapping?
1: I'm going to echo one of our funny, of our old friends from Jays Journal, Tyson um, at MLB for uh, the Jays Journal tweeted to me earlier today during our wonderful fun, and I totally agree. <laughs> We got to lock up the core. We got the money. We got the flexibility. Give me Boba on an extended contract. So I don't have to worry about it. Vlad jr. has obviously shown. He is a hundred billion times ready to put the work in. We've seen it, you know, Oh, and the videos and stuff online <laughs> and Kevin Biscio. they all three of those guys have done exactly everything. The blue Jays organization has done, asked them to do. And in this, at this point, they are only getting better, I think, and why not have them as a sure thing, for um, and comfortable sure thing. there's a the difference, I think. It, I think right now we're seeing what the happy blast does in the you know the winter baseball league for the <laughs> so yeah. keep them happy, let them just run through the American League and destroy all AL pitchers. And <laughs> if you keep them happy, I think it will happen. Mm. And I think that's a very very good fact right now from our buddy at uh, Tyson at from
2: Oh, no, very, very good tweet from Tyson. In, and I'm glad you echo that too. I saw that come through um, earlier, doing a little Christmas shopping and getting everything done before the province goes into lockdown. But no, I agree. I think it's, uh, I wouldn't say overdue, but it's getting close to due uh, for at least one of them. Um, and whether that's Bo first or Vlad second, uh, Adam, sorry, I think Kevin would be third. I think he's allowed to get his contract locked up. Uh, good. <laughs> but uh, one okay. of those, yeah, as long as you're okay with that. Uh, one of those two, I think, is overdue. Adam, do you have any thoughts on that Christmas gift? Uh, and if, if you do, who's the first one that you lock up?
4: Uh, of those three, I'm locking up Bo first. Um, again, Vlad needs to prove it a little bit more to me to justify a, a long-term extension. I think Bo would get a pretty fair deal, um, probably a five- or six-year deal. But if, I think they're, they're daring Vladdy to say, you know, g- give us a reason to give you a 10-year contract. Give us a reason, and if he can show that reason this year, he'll get that. So, although I think Bo would be the first to sign, I think if all things work out the way it's supposed to, Vladdy would get a more lucrative long-term deal than Bo, which is fine. Uh, I mean, that's to be expected. He was the chosen one, um, and I can see Cavan getting a nice four or five-year deal with a a, a, a fairly good amount of money involved. I think he deserves it. For me, I'd give him whatever but in terms of money. Let's calm down. But when it comes <laughs> to uh um the reason why they're not, I think it's because they um they're trying to sort out the free agencies, they're trying to sort out trade capital and and what they can get in terms of what they're going to have to commit to contracts and I think that's the reason why they're holding off on that. Um probably after or maybe during spring training or maybe even midseason, you will maybe start to see these types of extensions happening once the financials and stuff are sorted out.
2: No, totally in agreement with that. I wouldn't be surprised if Vlad does end up with a more lucrative deal, uh, especially if his gets done later. Uh, You might still be able to get Bo at a reasonable number uh, in reasonable term if Mm. you you do lock him up now and you can get him a nice payday for sure. Um, But yeah, no, I think both of those, um, your last two gifts are very good. Mine, my next one, to be two-all for each of us. It's kind of sports-related, kind of not, at the same time. Um, I want the border to open so that we there can all hang in person. Um, I've said this a lot. There's uh, many reasons why I would like to cross the border. Uh, to see you guys is top of the list. Uh, to go to a Bills game in 2021 is top of the list. Uh, and to bring back all the alcohol that you can't get in Canada, but you can get in the States, is also... <laughs> so
1: we're circling back to my one a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I would love that. It means that the situation is better with the pandemic uh, for Canada to... Dis- I think it's more so Canada at this point deciding to open the border. Um, but that could also mean maybe for Blue Jays fans, if they do start the season in Dunedin or in Buffalo... That maybe if you're vaccinated by March or April, assuming the season starts on time, maybe you'll be able to go to a game uh, in the early part of the season. it's a case, fantastic. If they're playing in Buffalo, I'm not anticipating getting a vaccine by April, just how it all shakes out. But if I get one in May or June and they're still playing there and I can go and come back without having to quarantine, I'm going to a game. Uh, yeah. That's a thing. So that's my wish. I want the border to open because it kind of trickles into every everything personal for people wanted to reunite with loved ones uh see friends see family um so that's that's one of my gifts i would like to unwrap let me
4: let me elaborate on that let's let's assume that they're playing in buffalo all year and come september things have sort of normalized and they're allowing large crowds let's do a blue jays game on a saturday in buffalo and
2: let's hit up a bills game on sunday oh saturday. i am so down. <laughs> okay
1: we can <go>. yes yes <laughs> On that note, we've also been goofing around with that idea of maybe doing that Cooperstown trip to, you know, sure, you pop somebody's cherry on that whole front. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I just the fact that we, uh, you know, it, it gets so hard for us to be able to do and have the fun that we had been having and whatnot. It it needs to happen. And not to mention some guy on the show eventually is getting married and we got to have a
3: party.
1: <laughs> <There you> <laughs> <go>. <laughs> big, big party. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, can't wait.
2: No, me too. It, it's overdue at this point, and I think a lot of people are feeling that way too. But it has to be done safely, so yes. that's that's how it's going to be. Uh, we're all in it together, uh, no matter where we are in the world. So that will be nice when that day comes, when it can happen again. Uh, Adam, whether this is your final gift, I'm just trying to look at the time and see how long we've been going for. Uh, but uh, whether this is your third and final gift, whether we keep on going, why don't you give us? Uh, why don't you give us your third? We can keep it rolling. Um, give me more six and start times.
4: I don't like the seven o seven crap. I never did. And having a game start at six thirty seven gives me a nice solid. I know games are three hours. I'm not complaining about the the length and the longevity of the game. I'm saying it will finish before ten o'clock. That's amazing. Right? And or, you know sometimes games go into extra innings. You're up until midnight, one a.m. No, just give me more six thirty seven start times. Make that normal. I I cannot stand these 707 times anymore. 637, you set the standard last year with with the 60-game season. It worked out. It was great. Give me more of those.
2: Very down. Craig?
1: There you go. I like it. Then again, I just think it shows that Adam and I are the oldest two people in this.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm in for that, too.
1: (laughs) No, I'm just ball-busted. In all reality, no, I get it. Especially the – if, the, if it changes on the East Coast here, this is where I think the big trade-off is. If you move that half hour earlier, that means that the West Coast games are really starting at 930. That, is, that one right there is at least the difference between being able to watch a little bit of the game before I get like to the point where I'm kind of like in, I'm oh, just going to yeah. crash mode. <laughs> so it, that, it's amazing how much that little bit of half hour changes things for like how your evening schedule can go. Sure. At least that if it's a 6.30 game, I'm just sitting down or dinner and then I'm, it's like, okay, the game's on. Great. And um, now I can eat dinner with my family and watch the game and there's something to watch instead of having yeah. a fight over what the hell we actually watch during during dinner. And I'm sorry to my 10-year-old daughter. I don't want to watch fucking YouTube walk. While you can dinner. <laughs> I really do <don't>. Really, <laughs> It's a bunch of people screaming and yelling at
2: each other. Right. No, it's, it's crazy what that half an hour does and uh, after that became a thing and you got into your routine and were watching the games that started in Buffalo at 6.37. Um, it was awesome, especially because some of the games that went quicker, that wet nine innings, were done by 9.15, 9.30. Go to bed at 9.45 after you brush your teeth and whatnot, or stay up a little bit and just decompress from the game, especially if it was stressful. There was nothing that I hated more this past season than the Red Sox starting their, I believe it was their Thursday games, Friday games, and maybe even their Saturday games at 7.35. I just yeah. like why? Like There's, there's no nobody
3: fans. there. Nobody there. <laughs>
2: Battle traffic. Why is it starting at 7:35? This doesn't make any sense. Um, fans. Yeah, I
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That. If you're in favor of this whole thing, it, the the rumor is that the, the MLBPA wants the double headers to turn to the, like the minor leagues and do the two seven inning games instead of the two full nine inning games. Are you into that too, then? I here, ask, I, I'm done with yeah.
2: that too. I'm down with that too, actually.
1: The nice thing is if I was actually able to attend a doubleheader, those are trucks. Have you guys ever been to an actual 9 double doubleheader? No. It's I want thing. to. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went on a trip a few years ago to go to Camden Yards, and they weren't even playing the Blue Jays. It was just me, my dad, my brother, and my mom, and we just wanted to go to a different ballpark for a different, you know. <laughs> we went down there, and the day we got there, it just poured in August. Just ungodly amount of rain buckets, you know. So they had the header the following day. And it literally started at like two o'clock in the afternoon and I don't think we left the ballpark until like eleven o'clock at night. Ooh, that's because a long... of the layoffs and stuff. Yeah, because I have to have the hour in between. You know, if it was two seven inning games, at least that's kinda like getting out. Oh, okay, we can go wander around downtown and grab a bite to eat. Yeah. Instead yeah. of having to eat two meals in the ballpark. <laughs> so just curious.
2: No, no, very true. Very good point. Um, Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think a lot of people are. Uh, Craig, your third gift. What are you going to be unwrapping for us?
1: Third gift. I want a bat flip statue right Mm. at the beginning of the the front of the outside where you walk into the ballpark. I didn't notice it until we went up the last time and, uh, and saw that last Tampa Bay game on the last day of the season. I didn't even realize that they had a, just the, the the only real Memorial thing they had outside the ballpark is those the numbers for David Price, Donaldson, and whatnot when you're walking up Blue Jay Way. Oh, the fans. only thing, and that was and those the fans did that.
3: Yeah,
1: no, oh, that doesn't shock me one bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's just. I know they have the stuff on the outside of the ballpark. That's more like kind of like the the cool fandoms statue stuff on the outside of the Rogers and everything. Even if they are planning on doing a new ballpark or anything, how do you not just pick something like that up and then just put it wherever you want in the new ballpark. Mm -hmm. They moved Yankee stadium when they did the monument park, they picked it up and just moved it to the new ballpark, which is coincidentally across the damn street (laughs) is what it is. So it's not like you're it's, it's silly little things like that, but honestly it's just, it, I, I, you guys are just like me, immersed in Blue Jay culture, and just the fact that there isn't those little kind of pieces that remind you of the why you're a fan in the first place around the ballpark is a little kind of weird, and I just want to see what they would do with that. You have him like where he's like about to throw the bat, or is there like some kind of weird like freaking levitating bat somehow? Out, <laughs> <laughs> and then do something like that. You have a like, have the. There's a few key home runs in Blue Jay history that should be. In Boston, brass like that, you know, yeah. bronze. Had Joe Carter running around, fist tied, pumping around the bases and whatnot, and then having Roberto Alomar all, you know, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Those three things seem like they should be in some kind of a, you know, centralized location around. It, it, just people in Toronto can re- just remember the past and have all these great memories attached to it. And not to mention... It has something like that with a kid off heart that didn't didn't see it. Now you have something to show and be like, this is why I love this team. And this is why you should probably have an idea of what was going on before or just to suck somebody in on that fandom. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, hundred percent. The only one that they currently have anywhere um, on the property is Ted Rogers. Uh, And that's outside gate five and six. And that's still somewhat new. Um, I think it went up maybe in 2015 or 2016, uh, but that's the only thing they have. I'm in agreement. I'd be so down with that. I think it'd be cool to have a little museum uh, or just a spot. There's no better ballpark for statues that I've been to, at least, than Comerica in Detroit, where they have in the outfield, uh, right by the fountain there, they have, like, 10 statues of famous Detroit Tigers. And I'm just like, oh, that's pretty cool. You could go up and see Al Kaline and all the famous Tigers that have made them good. So I'm in agreement. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts on that one? Because I think that's that's a home run. No pun intended, right? Um, okay, no pun. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: I w- I'm very interested to see how they would do it. Um, I mean, uh, Craig, with the bat, how it would be levitating. There's probably be some sort of conjoined aspect to it with the, the body of Jose and, you know, to the bat. But I think something needs to be done. If it's not going to be the bat flip, I think you're right. Either the Alomar, um, you know, the two arm in the air, or even uh, uh, Joe Carter when he's like, Mid thrusted going into first base, I think, or even on like <laughs> on the shoulders of the players when he pumps his his arm. That
1: would him. be a cool statue. Yeah, and actually create the team in the statue instead of being Joe Carter. That would be. Yeah. That, that is an epic photo. I I want that, that photo will be embossed in my brain forever. Anyway, so why not make it a statue? <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, something. I I think that you know to. Especially if you're building a new ballpark, you want that to be a centralized ballpark feel. I know the Rogers Center, like even though they did put dirt in the ground and whatnot, I get it, but it still doesn't feel like a ballpark to me. It doesn't feel like that's the centralized thing for what's there yeah. um, just because of what go- there's so much going on there in um, Berkeley, there have been too. So yeah, I-, I would love to see a more baseball central kind of thing and what better way to, to do that than a statue?
2: totally 100% in agreement um maybe uh they could incorporate statues in my in my other wish list uh gift number three um kind of starts to build off of what craig said there um at some point in 2021 doesn't have to be immediately on christmas morning when i open up this gift but we already have had the rumblings of a new stadium uh i want those plans to be official at some point in 2021 That they're like, we're going for it. We have the approval from all necessary levels of government. We have the funding, which obviously Rogers does. Um, They have a a ton of money. Um, And I want them to announce where it's going to be. Uh, or maybe kind of like how they announced uh, the Skydome name when it was originally built, I have a fan submission for these are the available places in the city right now where we could put a stadium, uh, whether it's at Ontario place, which is right down by the water and right by BMO field, or whether it's by, there's a, a spot just East of downtown where there's a whole bunch of clubs and, and other stuff like that. Um, be cool to have one out there. Um, wherever it is, I would like a stadium plan to be announced at some point in 2021, because I just think that especially when you look at the Canadian football league in general, there has been teams that have had old and decrepit stadiums for years, and they finally have built new ones. I'm talking Saskatchewan, Uh, Vancouver recently built a new stadium for the BC lions, which could maybe be a baseball place one day from this diamondback rumor. Um, edmonton has done renovations to their football stadium winnipeg ottawa all these places but toronto is the only one that hasn't had a major stadium facelift or new one probably since bmo field was built and that's Mm -hmm. starting to get old like it's getting close to 20 years since bmo field has been around so yeah oh it's been around there for a while um when tfc when when
1: did they build the air canada center
2: ACC was 1999 when the Leafs and the Raptors moved in there. It
1: doesn't seem like it was that long ago. I it know. really does. not <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's why true. I had to
2: No, totally. It, it's and again, I was out
1: seeing out. concerts at the Molson Amphitheater as recent as like two, three years ago. So still just there. saying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I want a new venue. Um, again, and, and Adam, I know you touched on this. Going to the Rogers Center is special for you. Um, it's special for a lot of people. And even people who can go all the time, it's still special for them uh as well and i'm not trying to be like it it's crap like we need to get a new one in me but if they announce one soon i think it's just something to look forward to whether that's in 2023 2024 2025 i just think they could get so creative with it especially with the money and all of these new stadiums that have been built in texas and, and all these other places so sign me up for a new ballpark
4: agreed agreed It it, it needs to happen some some sort of announcement at the very least, right? Because this has already been sort of cock enough yeah. through rumors and whatnot. And it's some sort of official announcement of uh, what their plans are, where they plan to do it officially, as well as, hey, you want to help name this? I think that would be fun. So cool. long as I can participate in this fucking contest, <laughs> that'd be great.
2: <laughs> I think gifts are starting to tie together. <laughs> I agree.
1: Amazing what a few people do.
2: Yes, that's yeah, true, It's true. Oh guys, that's three each. Do you guys want to do one more? What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, I can do one more. One, one more. Up. All right, Adam, yeah. you're up. Uh, yeah. This
4: is we'll do non-baseball related for this one. Um, 2020, not the greatest of years, and I'm not gonna get you know start a soliloquy here, but I will say that 2021, it, it has to be better, right? And maybe I'm jinxing it right now, but. Yeah you know with the new administration coming in i'm not trying to get political the new administration coming in i just really really want politics to be boring yeah. again and i don't want to look at people based on what their political leanings are i want to be able to look at someone that's a super conservative republican or a super liberal uh, um democrat and say it doesn't matter about that. Let's just shoot the shit about stuff that we can find common ground on, like music or baseball or sports yeah. or whatever. Um, Fucking you. Yeah, <laughs> let, let's let's have conversations and let's not jump down each other's throat. Um, that's what I would really like to see, and hopefully we can get there. I don't really have that much faith that we can in terms of the immediate term. But I would like to start working on that. And I'm guilty of it, too. I need to start, you know, adjusting my sensibilities as well. Um, I think that's something that is desperately needed. And that bleeds into other areas like sports, like how we're talking about Trevor Bauer and whatnot. Mm. I, I, don't I don't want to talk about that. I don't care, really. I just want to talk about my team. And I want to obviously there's a place for it. I'm not saying there's not. But when it comes to just individuals we need to move past that and we need to just accept that people are different and we're all in this together. So hopefully 2021 we can, we can do that and that'd be a fantastic Christmas gift. So yeah, that's, that's really where cool.
1: I'm at. Really cool. bring back the come together hashtag. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Applicable.
2: <laughs> that oh, is definitely applicable. Should. Craig, do you have any thoughts on that one? I mean, I, that's something I think everybody should be agreeing on hundred um, percent. It's well overdue for that.
1: <laughs> And I think you two know, known me well enough, especially with how this whole thing started. I'm like, hey, you guys just want to fucking hang out, and goof around and have a podcast and (laughs) things like that. I can't wait till we everybody can collectively get back to that, at least to a more extent to the point where we are right now is it's getting ridiculous to the point of what is literally can piss people off. And I just want to be able to have a conversation. I'm not trying to have any kind of a political agenda. I literally find everything that funny. If you couldn't tell, I'm from listening to this show. I laugh about every five freaking seconds. It's just kind of my personality. I fi- point out the jokes to it, and it'd be fun to see, like you know, actual comedians be able to do their jobs again and make fun of things without getting their throat <laughs> dive down and all this kind of stuff. And it'd be really. I just want things to go back to the point where we can. Actually, have a conversation about that. I know there's plenty of things that were still wrong in the past, but I think we are logically moving toward some of those other things that would uh, possibly shift those kind of things with certain regime changes that Adam alluded to and all that kind of stuff. I think we're heading in the right direction. So hopefully, the conversation can go back to, "Hey, everybody's here. Let's have fun and have a few beers." Fuck. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Craig, I remember when we were in Buffalo last year. You were telling me, "I don't care what skin color you are. I don't care what religion you are. Uh, what you like, woman, men, whatever. Just be a good person." Uh, and that's, that's all what I ask. Be. That's that's what it that's should. All be. I ask. Judge people by who they are. If you're an asshole, yeah, you're an asshole. Like yeah, I'll <laughs> that's how it is. So, now, very good, very good gift, Adam. I think everybody should want that, and I agree. Um, it, it's time for that, and I really hope, especially for you two, uh, being in the U.S., where the last four years with the administration hasn't been the greatest, that does improve. And um, I think we are—I uh, think you guys are on the right step. Uh, and it it does affect Canada too. So of course, uh, yeah, that's why we pay pay so close attention to the American election because yeah, we want, the majority of us wanted Joe be Biden. over
1: with it. too? And we got it. <laughs> we
2: got it to be go over as well. But uh, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Craig, your final. Christmas wishlist gift that you want to open up on Christmas morning.
1: Okay, I'm not going to be this guy, but after all the lovey-dovey stuff that we just did, I'm going to be selfish and be a kind of a dick.
3: <laughs> yes, more dropshad. <laughs>
1: I want a Bills extended playoff run. I don't want yeah. to, I don't even care. I just want more than one freaking postseason game this year. That's all I fucking ask for. And then, nice. even more selfishly, I want more than one Toronto Blue Jays postseason game this year. I don't even care when I get it. Sure. <laughs> so, there yeah. you go. I want yeah. a ring, damn it. Or,
2: <laughs> you want to be able to celebrate your sports teams. And that is a very fair, fair ask. And yeah, I guess the, the, the final gift I'll ask for is kind of builds off of what Adam, you started there. I want some more inclusivity in sports. Um, I know women have started to break through in the industry. Um, Washington has a female coach. Um, I forget what other NFL team has one. Uh, But I think especially baseball uh, could use more women in the game. It could use more people from the LGBTQ plus community, especially if you're a sports fan. Again, like skin color, religion, that stuff shouldn't matter. Um, if you're a sports and you're a good person and you have knowledge about what your job is going to be in a sports organization, whatever it is, you should be hired or you should be a part of it and you should be valued uh, as an employee. So I think baseball especially, I know basketball is pretty damn good with this. Um, hockey probably along the same lines with basket or, sorry, baseball. And the NFL just kind of takes a few forward and a few steps backwards and then forwards again uh but i think baseball might be the worst for that and i would really like to see it improve uh too many old white men game um there there needs to be some more diversity in the game of baseball and and i think that will as well uh make the world a better place uh for sports for non-sports for everything it'll make women grow up to want to be working for a baseball team uh, or be involved there or somebody who's gay it was like I, I don't feel embarrassed about saying I'm gay I can work in a in a sports team or an organization predominantly with men and not be judged if I like men just do what you so, love do what you love do what you love and so, himself
1: <laughs> I think I think that the actually has a chance to move forward quickly on that topic uh, Brendan actually because I don't know how much attention you pay to the minor league level but be, being the guy that's visited a million minor league ballparks I've visited more minor league ballparks than I had major league ones um, the minor leagues and this is the thing that's really kind of pissing me off about the whole reformation nonsense that we have going on in minor league baseball minor league baseball is there is no rhyme or reason or anything about what who, if you can do the job, you're in. It's, it's literally that simple. There are more women announcers in minor league baseball than there are in most professional sports, period. And at some point, it's going to start you know, translating, I think, to the major league level. And I really think that they really need to start looking at how they can entertain more fans. And this is the kind of pool that they really should be jumping into as far as, Hey, you know, it'd be really good to get more female listeners. Have you heard this person and not just have the, as much as I love Hazel May, I really think she needs a bigger role. I really think she's that good. It's just kind of silly that she shoved off to the third base side and, (laughs) <laughs> it just kinda hangs out there all game. Very knowledgeable people in baseball, and it doesn't matter. If, if you can do the job and you can talk to it, have fun. It really should be that simple. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Well, I mean, unless there's any other final comments, guys, I think we all un- we opened up some pretty good gifts for Christmas. Um, good discussions about the Luis Castillo and Yohaneo Suarez and Mike Moustakis stuff. But um any final thoughts guys before we wrap it up before uh, the New Year's Eve Eve show with uh, with Adam next week any final uh, thoughts
1: Yeah everyone
2: have a good holiday
4: We deserve it have a good yeah. holiday everybody
1: that is- deserves it yeah. <laughs> you all worked really hard
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it so, is time uh, I'm going to say a, say a special thanks to the Blue Jays community and the Blue Jays fans, period, because we literally blew away every freaking market like idea that we could on this show over the past year. I'll uh, extend that special thanks to our new team member for this whole season, and Adam Corsair joining right. it, Brendan and I shenanigans. It has been a very, very fun year, and we'll talk more about that on our New Year's episode, I'm sure, next week. But it's been very fun, and I cannot express the... The, you know, the, the love in my heart for everything that has been going on for the Blue Jays community. And I really hope that over the next season, we can get more of you on the show or at least talk to more of your you know tweets and everything like we've been trying to do more and more every week. If you submit your stuff here, this is Blue Jays Chat. We are your literal <laughs> barroom chat. That's why we drink on the show. <laughs> so, um, join the conversation. We love having you all here.
2: Couldn't have said it better myself. Agreed, Let's man. wrap it up with the uh, two claps and the Ric Flair, guys.
1: Woo! Blue Jays. Blue Jays.